The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month. Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Well, welcome to this week's show, and we're going to pick up today on a, a one simple sentence that Mars Sector 6 uh, stated in the third freedom. And just to remind uh, listeners and new listeners to know that this is based on the nine freedoms, and we take them one by one, those freedoms, and we even take very, very small extracts from each of them and really try to bear down upon it and extract all the wisdom that we possibly can from these and practical wisdom that we can use in our lives. And this statement I'm referring to is see how people, the young ones, are being deluded. And Dr. King himself elaborated on this, he explained who those young ones are. And in a moment, I'll play you or I'll ask Darren, our producer, Darren Ball, and we'll be hearing from him as we always do later in the show. But first of all, let's not pass over the easy way that people do get deluded and when we only have to look at the lies that we are told the contradictory statements made by different political leaders different world leaders they can't both be true and in all too often sadly neither of them are true and you don't have to look far in this materialistic world in politics advertising propaganda war and so on it's it's probably worse now even that it was 60 years ago when the nine freedoms were delivered with social media, internet, trolls, fake news, all the rest of it. And it's this type of delusion which causes mass conditioning and keeps in being, and of course that's the plan behind it, the syndicate who run our world. That's not a conspiracy theory. I think that's fairly obvious. It's mainly done through financial manipulation on this particular realm that we inhabit, the physical world. And the result is what the Master Jesus actually once called in a transmission through Dr. King, the unfair scheme of distribution. And it's 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 that's I think is a very generous way of putting it, the unfair scheme of distribution. In some cases, it's a diabolically unfair scheme of distribution. And it's amazing that some people who are extremely wealthy can be content, can sleep in their beds, but they can. And as we all know, there's vast wealth in the hands of the tiny few, while billions live in poverty, starvation, and worse. There are some who see through this, but many don't. They allow themselves to be deluded. Perhaps they want to be deluded because it suits them to be deluded. Sometimes it's by a political dogma, sometimes a revolutionary cause, which they think will lead to a better world, but it never does. We hear all these political theories, and then when they're put into practice, they're the same old, same old autocratic regimes which emerge, whether it's right wing, left wing, middle wing, whatever. And that, too, is used by those who manipulate this basic realm of existence. But there is an answer. Thank God there is. And I, I do mean that literally. 
And I hope we give it on this show because this is about spiritual freedom. And the only thing that can release us from this materialistic prison is the spiritual approach. That is when we grow from being what Mars Sex 6 called the young ones who are deluded, and we develop into maturity and we see things for what they really are, spiritual maturity. So let's come to that quote by Dr. King in his lecture on the third freedom when he tells us who are those young ones who are being deluded. Darren, could you please play us this extract? And he also reminds us to see how the young ones, by the young ones, he doesn't mean young in age. He doesn't mean children, I'm sure. I think he means young in evolution. Some people would refer to them as young souls, if you like. See how these are being deluded. Thank you, Dr. King, of course, the channel for the Nine Freedoms and a wonderful, brilliant spiritual master and teacher. And, of course, the young ones uh, are the young souls. In other words, young in evolution, people who haven't realized yet that the answer to life is a spiritual one. The other things don't work in the long run. And I'm sorry to say that this problem, though, does also exist. This problem of delusion exists in the world of metaphysics, as it does also in the world of materialism. We have to face that. It's amazing to me, actually, how some people who are religious, some people who are inclined towards metaphysics, do not apply a mature approach to it. Uh, you know, and even in orthodox religion, people who you, you really are, they're very highly sophisticated business people, and yet they won't question obvious contradictions in their particular religion. I don't want to identify any particular one, but it's so clear because they don't apply a mature logical approach to it. And you get it in the so-called New Age movement as well, or the mind-body-spirit movement, if you like. Uh, these, I'm sorry to say, are full of deluded claims. Of course there are true ones. And I would say that the Ethereum Society, the claims of Dr. King, is a true one. And I invite you to investigate it, not to take my word for it, mind you. But in some quarters in this movement, you aren't allowed to say that. You, you have to just say there's a kind of a culture in which everyone's entitled to their, as they call it, their own truth. And you're not allowed to criticize or disbelieve any of the claims made because apparently that's an unspiritual thing to do. No, it's not. The search for truth requires discrimination and this is, I'm afraid, another example of the young ones or the young souls, if you like, being deluded. Now, some could challenge me, say, you know, what right have you got to say that? You say Dr. King was a channel for intelligences from other planets. And they say, even you claim to channel, that's me, I've claimed to channel at a more, much more lowly level than Dr. King, people from this world, from the other realms. And the answer to that is very easy indeed to give. There is an apparent similarity between genuine mediumship, genuine mediumship, and, I have to be really honest here, a mental health condition in which you wrongly believe you are hearing voices. Now, I'm ruling out fakes here, people who are deliberately pretending and know they aren't getting messages but say they are. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about people who are actually being deluded. 
And the difference between those two, the genuine medium, who's able to properly identify uh, a channeled message and someone with, sadly, a mental health condition who's hearing imaginary voices in their head is evolution. That, too, is the difference between a young soul and an old soul. And if you aren't sure, know that you aren't sure and apply discrimination to it. And obviously, there is a science behind mediumship which you can learn and you can be absolutely 100% sure. In the case of Dr. King, we're not just talking about an old soul, but a very ancient soul who practiced something which uh, I believe is to be actually beyond mediumship because he used somatic trance when he received the nine freedoms, for example. I'm sure you've heard this old saying, there's a thin line between genius and insanity. That's often quoted, but and it, and it appears that way to the average person, because to the average person who isn't a genius and isn't insane, those two could look the same. They could have the same apparent qualities. But in fact, there is evolutionary, there's a gulf. There is no closeness in reality to those two things. Some geniuses in history, and we can think of examples, have led undisciplined private lives without perhaps what some would call a moral fabric, and that's led to mental health problems for them, but they're still uh, a genius, uh, even though there may appear to be a very small difference. And this is where we can't allow ourselves, or we shouldn't allow ourselves, to be deluded. By the way, if that genius was advanced in spiritual development, they could control their imagination, their emotions, and even, even if they didn't know they were, their kundalini and inner forces, and they would go towards adeptship. And then the line between that adeptship is an impenetrable barrier between that and, and insanity. That is an absolute firm, total control over genius and many other things. On the Spiritual Freedom Show, we don't expect anyone to take our word for the claims. That's why we're here. You investigate them. You see what you think. But if we apply intuition, logic, and above all experience to metaphysics, just as we should to the material world and the political claims out there, we will not be deluded. Darren, our theme for the day, don't allow yourself to be deluded. Your thoughts? Yeah, no, I love it. I think uh, this discernment that you're talking about is is um, obviously completely essential to us. And uh, just to reel back to the beginning a little bit, you talked about that mass conditioning as well. And mm. um, you know, one of my colleagues at work used to say, you know, nice landing but wrong airport. Or in other words, <laughs> I think you know we could spend our whole lives devoted to this materialistic game, only to find at the end, even if we were so called successful, that we completely missed what life is really about. You know, that's true too. That's true. Our as precious well. time. Yeah, and uh, and that you know, if we allow ourselves to be deluded, and then of course, you know, you've talked about the importance there of of applying those same things on the spiritual part too. And I think a great example of Dr. King, who had logic in spades, and I think who who is a real example there of how we can apply it absolutely um, in a metaphysical sense. And too. another thing that some people seem to throw out the window when they take to the spiritual path sometimes is common sense. Mm, uh, just yeah. simple, straightforward common sense can guide you a long way, even in metaphysics. Agree. Agree. So everybody, if you're tuning in for the first time, I do invite you to find out more about the nine freedoms and Mars Sector 6 at our website, ethereus.org. That's A-E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S.org. Um, I pick out a question or a moment of truth to share on the show. And uh, if you have something you'd like to share or ask, do drop us a line. That's spiritualfreedom at Richard Lawrence. 
www.dot.co.uk. So I picked up a note here from someone who actually is showing some discernment, I think, now that I look at it in the light of uh, what we talked about today. Um, so I'll share this with you for your comments. So this person says, I am looking to discover what I'm here to ultimately do for the service of humanity. I came across the Ethereum Society on Instagram and I felt pulled to explore. I'm really quite intrigued and would love to learn about the wisdom you have to offer. Ever since I had my awakening, I've been on this journey of self-discovery and healing. and I've learned so much about myself, but also about spirituality. I'm always open to, to more to ultimately discover why I'm here and what I can bring to help humanity at this time. I feel a strong urge to get to the point because I care about the evolution and growth of this earthly plane. And I feel my soul is not yet fulfilled with whatever it is I'm ultimately supposed to be doing. I'm a truth seeker, but I'm also about spreading that love and light to help whoever crosses my path on their individual journey also. Wow, that's a great comment, isn't it, Darren? And, you know, in there, the, the, the person mentioned they had a strong urge to look into spirituality. And, you know, we can, so, so much talk about repression, uh, particularly in the field of psychology and psychiatry, you know, sexual repression, mental repression, emotional repression. One thing people don't talk about nearly enough is spiritual repression, or if you like, soul repression. That urge uh, that some people have, they repress it because of the conditioning we've been talking about earlier. And this person is breaking free. And uh, that's what mm -hmm. we need to do and follow that soul urge, because that is more important than any of the other urges that we have. So, uh, and just to say another thing, they, that person wants to make a difference. You really, really can make a difference. And please don't underestimate, for example, if you prayed every day in the correct manner, preferably, the manner we, we teach would be strongly recommended, obviously, by us, dynamic prayer, uh, sending healing, I think was mentioned as well. Don't mm -hmm. underestimate the good you can do, even, for example, in a war situation. Uh, it can make an, a tremendous difference. You won't necessarily know the difference, but you've made a difference. Both at an you might have saved somebody's life, and you've made a karmic difference. So, yeah, the answer is yes, yes, absolutely. Follow that <laughs> that soul urge and make a difference in the world. Yeah, I think absolutely to echo a little bit of what you said there. I think you know when people go on the spiritual path, it can it can be a lot of things. But I think this person has cut through to what you know we believe it's really about, which is action, helping others, helping our world. In fact, as they're as they're talking about here. Yes, and uh, it can be a lot of reasons why people want to be a truth seeker. And I think I think the big change that we're seeing now is that it's, it's it's not really enough to want truth just to set ourselves free. We have to really want it in order to to serve and help others. Absolutely, and service is our keynote. And in fact, it's the motto of our show and it's the motto that we always end our show with and sadly we've come to the end of another show for this week so let's go out with this this quote which comes from the nine freedoms and it is that service is the jewel in the rock of attainment the spiritual freedom show with richard lawrence where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month. Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio.
So welcome to this week's show. And later, we're going to be joined by our producer, as we always are, Darren Ball, with uh, your questions and comments. But first, we're looking at a very, very elevated topic, uh, one which I must say I feel very humble to even be talking about at all and unworthy, I have to say, in many regards, because it's divine love. And yet... It's the fabric of life. It's what life really is. It's what really matters. And it is accessible. It is attainable by us all. So we're turning again to the second freedom. And as you know, these uh, shows, the spiritual freedom shows, are based on the nine freedoms delivered by Mars Sector 6 through Dr. George King. So the radiation of love energy is more important in these days than going within through meditation to find inner peace. We should never forget to to go within, by the way. There's nothing wrong in seeking inner peace. In fact, I would go further. It's absolutely essential. First cometh, as the Master Jesus once said, the angel peace to make way for the goddess love. Uh, We do need to do that. You can't really radiate peace fully to others until you've realized it within yourself. Uh, You may not be constantly in a state of peace because you're too concerned and compassionate for the world as a whole and you're disturbed by the world as a whole and you allow yourself to be disturbed by the world as a whole. But finding inner peace, yes, it's necessary. But more important in these days is the radiation of love energy. And ultimately, it is a divine energy. It comes from the creator. It is the preservative force of the universe and regular listeners will know one of our big big themes is the massive revelation that the triangular manifestation of wisdom is creation preservation transmutation but the key thing about this preservative force is that it's unlimited it's an energy which can be risen to higher and higher levels all the way through you might say and ultimately returning to the divine source from which it came. And in that journey, we must also be raising ourselves. So let's listen to the extract of the day from the Second Freedom by Mars Sector 6, a recording of uh, given over 60 years ago. And he, as usual, and you'll be getting used to this if you, if you weren't before, his very brief, very precise manner of delivery And I think you'll find in this one sentence a massive key to divine love. So could you play that for us, please, Darren? Being as it is an energy which has different octaves of existence, it is a mutable and a transmutable upon all of these levels back to its one basic source thus It is the great energy of the cosmos. The great energy of the cosmos. The one energy, as it was called by a lord of Saturn, prior to the Nine Freedoms, actually. 
But here's the key. Love exists on different octaves, or if you prefer a different word, levels. And I think that explains why it's so misunderstood on Earth, because one person who's talking about love is expressing its manifestation on one of those levels or octaves, and another is at a different and very much higher level, so much so that it's virtually unrecognizable from the first definition, but it is the same energy just manifesting at these different octaves. For example, the love expressed in a romantic and perhaps a very possessive relationship is a million miles from the love expressed, for example, by the Master Jesus, the master of love, as he was and is, when he walked the earth. Uh, as indeed was and is the Lord Buddha, who is still with us around the earth now. Uh, although he taught a path of meditation, the Lord Buddha as you can see from studying his life, and I'm sure many of you have studied it more than I have, but he did nothing other than serve. Uh, he, he spent his time, he left his bliss, even within that life, and devoted himself in love and compassion for others, as he's still doing at this very second that I speak to you now. The love expressed by a doting parent, but maybe again with possessive feelings, I'm not talking about every parent, by the way, or indeed every romantic relationship, but those with a strong element of possessiveness is far removed from the love of a Buddha or a Sri Krishna uh, or, or a Lord Babaji uh, for all life, all life, human, animal, vegetable, whether we have a personal connection with it, whether they be related to us in any way at all or not. Every form of life on earth, universal love, Love is, and this is the big key, mutable and transmutable upon all of these levels back to its one basic source. So the basic love that most of us feel from time to time can, and sooner or later will, be risen. In the 12 blessings, in the third blessing, and I must say I do love the correlation between the 12 blessings and the nine freedoms, Master Jesus tells us there that those, they who love, have the difficult task of transmuting what he calls the base energies into the energy of love, the difficult task. And I think that, uh, again, for some people is putting it, some of us, I include myself for sure, it can, is putting it mildly. The base energies, we're all too familiar with those, anger, desire, resentment, jealousy, and so on. The good news that even those, uh, if we're honest, which we do experience from time to time, they can and will ultimately be transmuted in one life or another. So we might as well start now. That word again, transmutation. What Mars Sector 6 is telling us in that extract we played is that this energy can become a key to our journey back to divinity. It's as big as that because love is mutable. It can be changed. It's transmutable. It can be risen through level after level after level until it returns ultimately to its source, which is God. So as we raise our attunement and ability to manifest higher octaves of this energy, we are also advancing ourselves. We must be in order to do it, and we're evolving. And this uh, applies throughout the cosmos. And what a wonderful way to develop and to advance through the radiation of love, not just a focus on ourselves through inner peace and meditation, but the radiation of love to all life and at the same time raising ourselves. 
We've discussed many times on the Spiritual Freedom Show uh, detachment, and we do need some detachment, actually, in order to control um, the energies within us. But the Master Etherius, the first, the the major communicator after whom the society is named that actually uh, publishes the Nine Freedoms, the Master Etherius stated in one of his earliest transmissions in 1955, actually, that real and positive love is a state of mind which is, and I quote, detached almost to the point of negation. And that word almost is crucial. It's not negation. Uh, But if it was, there'd be no compassion at all, no concern for others. It's a subtle statement. With the master theorist, you have to look for the subtleties. But what it is is an impersonal expression bringing complete purity and yet still an expression. And the higher it gets, the more powerful it becomes. This might have something in common. It just occurs to me now with the, in a physical way with the practice of homeopathy, maybe. Uh, as you minimize uh, the element uh, of personal c- attachment, so it becomes purer and purer and purer. And as Dr. King put it in his lecture on the second freedom, if you send out the power of pure love, It has to be pure love. Pure love is impersonal. It knows no relatives. It knows no sex. It knows no one human because it knows all. Darren, your thoughts? Gosh, yeah, something, um, certainly something for us to all aspire to there, I think, and one day achieve, as you say. And I, um, you know, I love that message you gave that, you know, essentially the higher we can raise this energy, the closer we can become ourselves to, to God. Absolutely. Um, It reminds me, um, Actually, of a, that, that quote, I think, is Swami Vivekananda, you include in your book, Prayer Energy. You know, the moment you have succeeded in manufacturing love out of prana, you are free. Yes. And uh, I think it's very, very much the message that we are we are giving here today Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you're tuning in for the first time, I invite you to find out more about the Nine Freedoms and the advanced extraterrestrial intelligence who gave these teachings known as Mars Sector 6. And you can visit our website, that's aetherius.org, A-E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S.org, where you can also discover more about the 12 blessings, which Richard mentioned there as well. Um, Rich and I, of course, really do appreciate hearing from everybody listening, especially your questions and the experiences that, that you do share. Uh, I pick at a moment of truth or a question to share in every show. So if you haven't written to us before, do drop us a line at spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk with any of those questions, comments, or experiences that you'd like to share. Uh, I think we've got a good note here from, um, from a subscriber of ours, Richard, who says, I've been a psychotherapist for almost 30 years, but I'm now going back to healing, and I'm studying a two-year accredited healing course at the Harry Edwards Healing College. I picked up a book in the library there called Power Prayer, and I've been practicing this technique and loving it. Indeed, it's helped my meditation. I've been privileged to meet from time to time in India several highly spiritually developed individuals and have been involved in spiritual seeking since the age of 21. I've now looked online at some of the talks of the Ethereum Society and I'm now feeling an affinity with what you are espousing. I also feel that I want to develop my spirituality more as I've been working on my own until now. And I feel that the Ethereum Society may be the right next step for me. Well, I would say if certainly, you know, okay, I'm the secretary of the society and have been for over <laughs> 40 years. So you could say I'm biased, but I would say it is the best step you could take. Obviously, I'd say that because that's what I do. And that's what I believe. And I know it works. Uh, Harry Edwards. Yes, I've spoken at that sanctuary many years ago, Darren. And uh, mm, he was a great healer. I think Dr. King may have well have known him or met him as well, the late Harry Edwards, I should say. And I think mm-hmm. the book you mentioned there, Power Prayer, I believe, is by Christian Gary Blaze, our 
that's very right, dear that's friends. Right. So that's interesting that uh, you came across that book there. Um, yes, I think by the sound of everything you've said, uh, it would be a very good step. And what you'll find in the Ethereum Society is that as well as the personal healing, which we do teach and we do practice, uh, and uh, and we send healing but through the, over, over a distance as well, every uh, every week probably every day uh, absent healing is going out from our healers for individuals but as well as that we focus on the world and i've come across healers very good ones actually even in the tv studio i remember doing an interview with two very well-known healers years ago they didn't know that they could apply that to a world situation such as a war or such as a, tra- a tragedy such as earthquake victims, people they didn't know, people they weren't able to visualize because they didn't know them but they could, and they didn't know their names, but you can still send healing energy out. This comes to our theme really of you know, the impersonal approach of love. So yes, we should help our loved ones, people we know, people we come across who ask for healing, but also we should help all life all life on earth, animals too, they love healing, as does uh, vegetation actually respond very well. Even machinery responds to love energy. Um, so we come back, I think, Darren, to our many octaves of existence. Yeah, this is a, a beautiful little um, harmony there in terms of bringing those messages together. And I think, you know, uh, now that you mentioned that, you know, reminding people about what they can actually do on the world stage, you know, a few a few weeks ago when we did that show about the, the Ukraine conflict special, which people can go back to, mm. um, I got messages coming back, you know, from people saying, you know, how empowered to make them feel, you know, the fact Good. that not just that we reminded them, but, but the fact that, yes, they can do something about it. Um, you know, especially, I think, by taking the opportunity to come together with others and, and realizing that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. And together, we can do more than we can do alone. Absolutely right. And of course, the keynote being in these days, service. And that's where love leads. But you do need love in order to serve as your, as your motivating force. Because as uh, Mars Sector 6 says in the third freedom, service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. <laughs> The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month. Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. Later, we're going to be joined, as we always are, by our producer, Darren Ball, the man who holds this Spiritual Freedom Show together and organizes it. And he'll have your questions and comments uh, for us, as he always does. And thank you so much for all the questions and comments we're still receiving uh, every week. It's really, really gratifying, and we do welcome it. And it's wonderful to, to know that the, the growth, the spiritual growth that's going on, that we're all, that's going on for all of us. I think we're all in this together. I don't really feel so much as someone who's try, uh, sort of sitting here teaching, as someone who's sitting here sharing uh, something, knowledge that I need just as much as, if not more, <laughs> than some others. And it's a wonderful thing indeed. And today we're going to do something slightly different uh, from usual because uh, normally we play for you uh, an extract from uh, Mars Sector 6 
taken from the nine freedoms. Uh, sometimes we'll play for you an extract by Dr. George King, the channel, the primary terrestrial mental channel, actually, for those teachings, the medium through whom they were delivered 61 years ago. Uh, and we'll he hear from one of his lectures from time to time. Uh, uh, just a very short extract. We have referred also to the introductions which are made to each freedom by the ascended master we know as Saint Guling, actually one of the most prominent members of the so-called Great White Brotherhood. Great White Brotherhood, not referring to white, the colour of the skin at all. In fact, I would say the white skin members are a minority in that ancient brotherhood of ascended masters. And master, not referring to men, by the way, master referring as much to women as to men, and so the Brotherhood is not about male uh, members at all. It's just an old name that was uh, brought into being a long time ago for what really is the spiritual hierarchy of Earth. So we've heard from Mars 86, we've heard uh, from Dr. King, uh, we've heard reference certainly to St. Gu Ling, but there is another intelligence, a cosmic intelligence, who actually delivered a transmission during the Nine Freedoms, and that is the Master Jesus. And he did this on March the 15th, which, as it turns out, uh, was not only the delivery of the ninth freedom, but the anniversary of his birth when he came to earth over 2,000 years ago. So in this particular show, we're, we're going to look, and it's quite timely because Easter is being celebrated this month, and we'll come on to that uh, more later, uh, used to be actually the main Christian festival, now being replaced by the most very misunderstood celebration of Christmas. Um, but we're going to look at one of the statements that Venusian master made during the giving of the nine freedoms and hear an actual extract from this. So that makes this show a bit different from the others that you've heard. After the nine freedoms, uh, as, he, as he did after the 12 blessings, actually, the Master Jesus blessed crosses for those who had attended this series of transmissions. And through Dr. King, using Dr. King's hand and arm, he held up one of the small crosses which was to be blessed and uttered the words that in a moment Darren is going to play for us. So these words we're going to hear, they apply to the symbology of the cross, but I feel they could also be taken to be the symbology of Easter itself because Easter proved the sixth freedom. That's one. It's not the main thing that Easter is about. The main thing it's about is saving humanity from a disaster. But that, that, that I'm talking now about the crucifixion. But at the resurrection, Easter Day proved ascension for all time, probably the most famous, not the only, but the most famous example of it for people to see and to witness. So in the light of that, let's hear this very significant extract from a transmission delivered by the Master Jesus through Dr. King in deep somatic trance following the ninth freedom. This is not the symbol of crucifixion. It is the symbol of resurrection, resurrection into the mighty light of ascension, into the Godhead. Regard it always as such. 
Regard it always as such, says the Master Jesus. And for those of you who are new, have never heard uh, an extract by the Master Jesus before, uh, I'm sure you'll be struck by the beautiful tonal quality uh, of uh, his. It's because the beauty with Dr. King isn't just the words that he brought to earth. It's the communicator, the sound and the intonation and the energy behind the voice of each individual communicator. So you, you'll find Mars Sector 6 has an extremely powerful, very authoritative, law-giving uh, pronouncement. Master Jesus, as you might expect from what we know of this unique master, the quality of love, the most beautiful voice. Uh, and so I'm very honoured, if actually that's the first time I've introduced you to that voice. But just to recap, the crucifixion of the Master Jesus took place on a Friday during the Jewish festival of Passover. Very strange that it's called Good Friday. I think I think it should be called appalling, disgraceful uh, Friday. It, it's really not a good thing at all. The crucifix should never have been allowed by us on earth, that is, to happen, uh, although it was obviously engineered by the Master Jesus himself. It was quite deliberate. He didn't do it to save us, uh, forgive us our sins, but he did do it to take karma for the world. And I won't go into that in any depth because no one has described the strategy used by the Master Jesus more brilliantly than Dr. King, in my view, possibly because he had inside knowledge from the Master Jesus himself. It was a clear-cut, fairly blatant plan to bring about his own death for the sake of humanity. And although the dark forces behind it didn't realise it, they fell slap-bang into his trap. Uh, they thought they destroyed a being of light and love, but the opposite happened because uh, through their actions, the Master Jesus, two days later, arranged his resurrection into the mighty light of ascension, as the Master Jesus puts it. And one could talk at length about this sacrifice and the deplorable suffering. You'll, you'll hear all that. There's one lecture called The Occult Secrets of Jesus, outstanding lecture by Dr. King. Actually, Dr. King didn't like uh, this event. And unlike some Christian leaders who seem to almost revel in it, actually, they call it a passion. I think that's another inappropriate word for it. I think it's true to say Dr. King didn't really agree with it. He, he respected, admired, and loved the Master Jesus. But however, what he didn't like, I felt, was the apparent, and I want to stress apparent power it gave to the dark forces if they believed they'd succeeded in bringing about his crucifixion and talking of the dark forces there's one thing i would like to say about that first of all we should never underestimate their power i'm talking about those now in lower realms not some of the pathetic claimants that are out there on this realm but the, the real ones if you like and as dr king often said if you had a battle between a good force and an evil one the one who'll win will be the one with the greater power and ability it's not necessarily the one who's a good person with the right motive or the right intention road to hell can be paved with good intentions but i do want to say this the dark forces even the most powerful of them have some very definite limitations one obviously is karma which they think they can get around and then ultimately they won't no matter how brilliant they may, may be but another is that although they can be extremely powerful psychically they cannot be truly intuitive in its highest sense because intuition comes from the divine spark within, filters through the mental levels, and they can't tap that. If they did, they'd have conscience, they'd have a belief in karma, many other things would come with it, and so that's blocked out, and that's a fatal 
floor for them because psychic abilities can be good, they can be bad, depending how they're used, but intuition, the still small voice it used to be called, within, if you can hear it, it's always right and it's always good and it will always lead you right. And that does leave them open to mistakes and they made a massive mistake in this crucifixion, in engineering it, although actually the real engineer was the Master Jesus himself. Anyway, he had a great victory through the mighty light of ascension into the Godhead, and of course, as a side benefit for the Christian movement, he gained tremendous publicity and expansion throughout that part of the world. So although it wasn't his main purpose, which was to save our world from a catastrophe by taking karma, it was one of the great aspects of the merry misunderstood occasion that will be celebrated this month under the name of Easter, that it proved ascension, the sixth freedom. Your thoughts, Darren? <laughs> yeah, I think um, for anyone hearing this take on Easter for the first time, it's pretty pretty amazing, maybe shocking even. Yes. Um, you know, even, even simply that he engineered his own death, as you described there on the cross, and that he did it to take come for the world as a whole to avert a catastrophe i think is a completely new perspective on on his mission here and who he was yeah well you can see that from the moves he made you know even involving judas who may have been the greatest of all of his disciples because he had by Uh, far the worst job and if he was doing it under orders uh, as may well be the case probably against his will what a terrible task that was Absolutely. I think then again, yeah, again, in the, in the example of Judas, another complete relook, retelling of the story from, you know, through this lens of um, a greater understanding of the, um, the influence and the compassionate intervention of these beings Absolutely. from other worlds on our own. Yeah, but I think it's beautiful. You know, I think how he describes the symbology of the cross. And I, when I first discovered these teachings myself, I was definitely awestruck by this by this new understanding. So I'm I'm really happy we're sharing that today. Um, Good. So for anyone tuning in for the first time, I do invite you to find out more about the nine freedoms and Mars Sector Six. You can do this on our website. That's ethereus.org. That's a e t h e r i u s dot org. You can also find that lecture that Richard mentioned in our shop, the Occult Secrets of Jesus. Uh, Richard and I also appreciate hearing from you all listening. So. If, um, if you do have a question or comment or spiritual experience, do drop us a line. That's spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk. Now, Richard, this week I wanted to share a little story from someone um, that they left us a few weeks ago, uh, which goes as follows. They say, I listened to the show yesterday and made no comment, but deep in my heart I did a prayer. And that night at around 3.30 a.m. I dreamt of Dr. George King. Mm-hmm. And he came and he sat by my left side and I led my group of 20 in prayer. They were fantastic prayers, and he chanted some Eastern mantras so beautifully. Um, what do you make of that, Richard? Is this a dream or experience? Or, it's or, absolutely or beautiful. It's so wonderful to hear, and, and thank you to that person who wrote in. And, you know, there are many dreams. In fact, a lot of dreams are not dreams. A lot of them are real astral experiences. Not all. Some can be muddled thinking. Some, they can be many, many things. But one thing they can be is an actual experience, and there is no reason at all why a listener to this show or someone who's uh, interested in the teachings of, of Dr. King or the teachings he brought to our world shouldn't meet him uh, or have a vision of him. Uh, and it's perfectly possible that exactly what that, uh, that person describes actually happened, but in the sleep state while they were out of their physical body on another realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, I, I find it always so inspiring uh, to, to not just 
experience, but to think about, you know, the connection we can make with the master by following him in his teachings. And, you know, with Dr. King, obviously no exception at all. And I'm, I, don't, I don't know if this person met him or not during his lifetime, but I think it's a, also an important, inspiring point that, you know, even if you haven't met him in person, you can still make this spiritual connection, which will benefit your life in these amazing ways. Oh, and, beyond any doubt. And of course, someone like mm-hmm. yourself, you're, you are a, a, a close follower and disciple of Dr. King, even though he's not physically here. And that's happened through the ages. But I'd also add, actually, Darren, that we have a number of people, and I've come across this more than once. I've been giving a lecture, and somebody has seen somebody, some a new member, who a new person who has never come to any of our events, uh, or mm. maybe at an outside event, has seen someone standing by me or behind me, later seen a photograph of Dr. King, and said, that's the person who was standing behind you. And that's on wow. this physical realm, that, and not, not uh, in a dream. Wow, mm. that's amazing. So, yeah, it's he's like- very, very present, very much here, absolutely. For sure. And I think it, it just goes to show that when we're talking about a master, we're not just talking about someone who, you know, was here and then passed us from this plane and, and, and then you know, not at all. Well, he used know. to say, Do you better, but you better, you know, when he was alive, he'd say to me and others, look, you better get this right and carry on the way I've taught you because I'll be coming back to haunt you if you don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> you he's go. definitely around and he's a massive presence in our world. And of course, his hallmark was service, which brings us to the end of another show, uh, Easter Proved Ascension. And service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month. Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. So later we're going to be joined by our producer, Darren Ball, with your questions and comments. But first, we're going to look at something really quite, uh, I, I would say, way beyond my spiritual pay grade to even talk about. And yet it's an aspect of truth. And uh, we are here to examine these aspects of truth. And that's the fact that even the ascended masters have changed. That's quite something to say after many tens, hundreds, actually, of thousands of years of these great ones uh, walking our world, male, female, from different backgrounds, different races, who have gone beyond the need to gain experience through the experience cycle offered on Earth, but have sacrificed their evolution to stay here and help us. And we have spoken at length on the Spiritual Freedom Show about the massive change is one of our main themes, the change from transmigration to transmutation, and that was revealed in the seventh freedom, interplanetary existence. And as we often say on this show, the higher freedoms, the seventh, the eighth, Saturnian existence, the ninth, solar existence, yes, they're given to show us what beckons, where the future f- lies if we stick to the path of truth, but also as Lessons that can be applied now in our lives, in our world. There must be a teaching there as well. 
And that particular revelation about this change from creation, preservation, transmigration to creation, preservation, transmutation hit Dr. King for six. It really affected him when he first heard it, even though he had received it. And please bear in mind, he doesn't know what is said through him consciously until he hears it played back to him afterwards because he's in somatic trance. And he was hit for this. The only thing he compared to the way that affected him was one statement made in the 12 blessings, actually in the ninth blessing, by the Master Jesus, which uh, we will return to the Godhead as conscious gods. That's in the same lines, actually, along the same lines as this revelation. You might remember originally uh, we were going to go down a path and did go down this path of transmigration. Now it's transmutation. And that must affect and must have affected the ascended Master's as well, even at their level, that change upon earth, because they have chosen, they don't have to, but they've chosen to stay on this earth, as I say, in order to help us, to save us, really. So let's listen now to this extract. And there's a very interesting statement uh, or word used in this particular extract. So I'm asking you now, Darren, to play an extract from the sixth freedom by Mars Sector 6 through Dr. George King. It is the ladder which a terrestrial man can use to climb from the pit of terrestrial rebirth so that he may then unhampered begin to climb the mountain of transmigration. Transmigration, that's the word that's used, still used, by Mars Sector 6 in the sixth freedom. Ascension is the ladder we use to climb from the pit of terrestrial rebirth. And here's a key word, so that he may then unhampered begin to climb the mountain of transmigration. In other words, even after ascension, only then would we, as an ascended master, begin to climb the trans the mountain of transmigration. That was delivered on March the 5th, 1961, and three days later came the great announcement in the seventh freedom, where transmigration was changed to transmutation. And Dr. King has expounded, as regular listeners know, at length on this massive change and what it means. Whether those particular words are familiar to you or not, transmigration, transmutation, doesn't matter. It's what's behind them and how it's governed our evolutionary trajectory through the ages up until now. Now, the Ascended Masters were certainly ready for this change, and I imagine, though I can't be certain, they knew about it before this pronouncement. This change of karmic law, if you like. Because when Mars Sector 6 pronounces, he doesn't just teach, he defines the law. He's a lord of karma. Nevertheless, in the sixth freedom, given only three days earlier, they were, we were told they were climbing these great ones, the mountain of transmigration, possibly because in the positions they hold, uh, they had to manifest this same trajectory as that which had been prescribed, if you like, for evolution upon this planet. 
So if we take it literally, and I think we have to, because Mars Sector 6 is so precise, they have undergone and may still be undergoing a change to manifest this expression now of transmutation. Now, as most of our listeners know, ascended masters have been known by various names, including bodhisattvas, the Great White Brotherhood. And if, they, if we use that term, it's, it's, it's not a racial term at all. They're multiracial. They're not all male. They're male and female. And to talk glibly about them would be the height of foolishness and ignorance. Not even the most spiritually advanced and active, unascended person on earth, on any realm, comes close to any member of the spiritual hierarchy of Earth because of the karmic balance they bring just by being here. A majority of its members, though, must have attained ascension through the old path of transmigration as taught and actually decreed in days of old, and they will have demonstrated, they must have demonstrated, outstanding detachment from basic material existence. They understand in a way we're incapable of, unless we've entered cosmic consciousness, the fifth freedom, the implications of the change of that decree and that teaching. They have been trained to demonstrate a higher degree of detachment. That doesn't mean no love because they are only here because of their love, but a control over their own and an elimination of their own attachments. They're doing more for humanity, as I say, than any other uh, person, except for occasional specific assignments. Now, a massive revelation coming now. On November the 1st, 1956, there was a council meeting on Shambhala, the holy place, uh, traditionally thought of as being above the Gobi Desert. And this meeting was attended by two lords of the sun, the Lord Buddha, the Master Jesus, uh, members of the Great White Brotherhood, including the Masters M and KH, as they're known in theosophy, theosophy. And I believe, as far as I know, it's the only example of any meeting we've been told about which was attended by Lords of the Sun, who, by the way, arrived in a solar vehicle. That makes it, as far as I know, unique in terms of a meeting either on Earth or on Shambhala, which is connected to Earth. Another among other decisions made at that meeting was this. It was decided to introduce a new language, direct action, and we must assume that applies to the Great White Brotherhood as it does to humanity as, it whole, as a whole. And it seems there's a need now for greater practical engagement in the affairs of humanity on all realms, and especially, I would say, lower ones, with urgency and application Throughout the centuries of teaching and practice, especially in the East, experience and ability was undervalued uh, under the banner of transmigration. That's understandable, but not with transmutation. So now wisdom gained through many centuries of a certain type of approach, wisdom next to which we are small indeed, I have to say, is going through a change uh, through this language of direct action. And we're certainly not in a position to judge or, and, and we'd be fools to criticize anything that was done by these great ones in the past. But now it wouldn't be possible to attain ascension in that route of transmigration. We now have to give service. That's the number one priority. Detachment 
is and always has been essential to control our energies, emotions, and mental attributes. But here's the point. There are limits to it in this age of transmutation. Excessive detachment, uh, especially by self-centered, unascended aspirants, can be selfishness. And it has to be rebalanced through a demonstrated love for all in the language of direct action. So even the ascended masters themselves, in the light of this change, they too must have changed and may still be undergoing a change. That's quite an amazing thought, isn't it, Darren? Yeah, I think it really um, highlights just how profound the sea change in approach on earth has been i mean if they're doing it you know and they're our example yeah and also you know this is not some ancient history either you talked about that meeting you know the middle of last century i think it's amazing that we're not talking about um you know ancient history that we are in fact talking about what's happening right now the change that we are living through and um if nothing else i think uh you know being devoted to a path of service makes really makes you a spiritual pioneer and Indeed. Um, you know i've heard from subscribers actually you've told me that they love this idea of being a spiritual pioneer and you know i do too i do too and i would you know and we can't understand at all because we're so ignorant compared to these ones what that must mean for them mm, but we right. it's, we need to note that this change is afoot and it's a, a, on, throughout all the realms and even the highest beings on earth uh, are, are undergoing some kind of a change at this time Mm-hmm. So everybody who's uh, tuning in with us for the first time, I invite you to find out more about the Nine Freedoms and about Mars Sector 6. And you can visit our website, that's aetherius.org for more of that. I uh, pick out a question or a comment or even a moment of truth to share on every show. So if you haven't written to us, please do. That's uh, spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk. Uh, Richard, I got a very thoughtful email in from someone the other day, um, which included this short passage, which, I, which I'll read out here, extract that I've taken from it. Um, goes as follows, Darren, I'm sold on this, on service as the path, on the urgency of the work, on the Ethereum society. And then they go on. A lifelong quandary of mine has been trying to determine whether the right approach is giving all in self-sacrifice or utilize, utilizing discernment and sometimes tough love. And uh, so I wondered, Richard, whether you had any thoughts on this Yes. Choice. You know, we've talked before uh, on this show about a word that Mars Sector 6 used to s- describe certain qualities, such as patience, such as tolerance, and he adds the word sufficient. <laughs> I um, and that. I think that's, uh, you know, it's a great question. I love the opening, Darren, I'm sold. I think that's a great, great start. To really the, true. Very good. But I, I would say that there is uh, a limit, uh, just as we were talking here about there's a limit to detachment. Uh, there's also um, a limit to uh, the the exp- you know even within karma. I remember Dr. King once saying, you know, there's, there is definitely compassion in karma, but uh, not too much, because mm. if there was, it would be unfair. So everything is about uh, ex- you know the people benefit and gaining experience. So what the this person said described as tough love, yes, could be very applicable, and also. Uh, I have come across people on this path who have forgotten to go inwards because they're so focused on service. You've got to take your hat off to them. But we are reminded Mm. by the Master Ethereus, go onwards, go upwards, but never forget to go inwards. And I have seen people who haven't refueled their inner light, their inner flame, if you like, and it it didn't quite burn out, but it can get very dimmed, and then you've got no reserves to draw on in giving more service. So there is a balance in all this. But if you're if in doubt, obviously service is always the priority. 
Yeah, I think I think some great messages for people to take away there. And I think you know one other theme that might be touching on here, which which I often hear from some people, is that you know when they think about service and try to understand what that means, sometimes they get the impression that it's you know sort of making yourself into a doormat of some kind. When oh yeah, when really when not really really you know it's not at all. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely not. And uh, you know, in fact, it could be the exact opposite at times, being quite strict and quite disciplined and very honest in a way that people don't want to hear. So there are many, Mm. many ways of doing it. Thank you all for listening, as always. And please always remember that service is the jewel in the rock of attainment.